0: Alright, I'm about to read the quote.
1: The quintessential Dracula quote, right, Theo? Yeah. The one everybody knows and recognizes, and we all know who said this line.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. You forget that I am the train friend.
2: Fiend no. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: everyone. Welcome to Fire the Canon, the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide which books belong in the canon and which books do not belong in the canon. Mm -hmm. It's time to introduce your hosts. Here's your first host.
3: What up, y'all? I'm your first host. My name is Jackie, and I decided to take control for once in my life, okay? This is something that I need to do for myself, so deal with it.
0: Your first host... Rachel
3: hey guys it's me Rachel I'm the chill
1: host
0: apparently
1: welcome to the pod
0: and I'm Thea I'm the producer the executive producer
1: executive producer our exec prod as Jackie just called you
0: Execuprod.
1: Execuprod.
0: That's like Executor. I think that's how Executor said its name.
1: The Pokemon?
0: That's a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When in doubt, if I've said something that doesn't make sense. You
3: guess yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> 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 oh, he's doing a Pokemon. <laughs> I got it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have a little a short little funny thing to tell you guys, which is that um the other day my sister was at our house before we moved, which was on my drive down to Atlanta I was behind a car that had a bumper sticker, and originally the bumper sticker said, Be American, and underneath it said, Fight Terrorism. But here's the thing. Somebody had torn off, or like part of Ed torn off, the word fight. So it just said, Be American, (laughs) Terrorism.
3: (laughs) That's really good.
1: So do you think they tore that off on purpose? No, because you could kind of actually, you could kind of see like the bar of the T. So it looked like be American hyphen terrorism. <laughs> like it made it even more silly, but I think it was an accident. And I was kind of thinking like, if you're the kind of person who puts a bumper sticker like that on your car, wouldn't you immediately want to take it off as soon as it says be American Terrorism"? <laughs> or maybe
3: they're just saying like be American terrorism
1: just be it. What would be really great is if we get a big influx of FBI listeners to this episode because yeah. times we've said terrorism.
0: You guys want to do some t- terrorism? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep that one out.
1: Keep listening to the podcast and become a patron and we'll tell you our plans. Yeah.
3: Bleep it out and make some like FBI technological forensic person figure out what was behind the bleep. Is that possible? Um, like unblurring an image? Yeah. <laughs> like enhance so. a tv show yeah
0: <laughs> on bleep oh he said fuck
1: i was hoping he was gonna say terrorism
0: <laughs> that's funny though how did how did you know what the bumper sticker said
1: um you know how sometimes like when a bumper sticker's been there you can kind of faintly see the outlines but it would just look like a rectangle right you could see the actual words
0: that rectangle looks about the size of the word fight
1: fight <laughs> i think i feel like i did see the outlines but i definitely did see like the tops of the letters, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm so familiar with the alphabet, the English alphabet, that I kind of figured
3: out. <laughs> God, Rachel never, never stops ringing her own bell. Let's just, someone needs to bring her down a pack. I'm really
1: bragging, and I've got a superiority complex.
3: <laughs> I feel like I had some funny stories to tell you guys, but I can't remember any of them right now, so what I wanted to do real quick is because I had some things on Bram Stoker that were really funny, and I don't think we're going to do a full bio episode on him now, so can I tell you a little bit about him? Heck yeah. We might do it in the future but sure yeah i want to do it now just
0: do
1: it now i know but but we can do both is what i'm saying some of us can
3: i want to do it now (laughs) um here's a funny thing that um one of my patients said to me today she said so, will insurance cover my husband's test? And I said, Does he have insurance? And she said, No. And I said, Insurance will not cover his
2: test.
3: <laughs> you know, it was worth an ask. <laughs> At least she asked.
0: I, I feel like she was probably wondering, Should I sign up for insurance right now?
3: I don't think so. Yeah, it's open enrollment period the world over. <laughs> no, she had insurance. He didn't. There's a lot of uninsured men. Mm. They're tough. They don't need it. That's why I asked. Every time I ask if a woman's husband has, insurance, it's oftentimes a no.
0: Well, I don't want people to question my manhood by thinking I'm concerned about risk.
3: <laughs> but because you have insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other way I know you're not really a man is if I go into your medical record and your address is updated. Oh, wow. <laughs> if it's in an address you lived at like six years ago, the last time you sought medical care, that's how I know you're a real man.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I want to tell you some things about Bram Stoker. There are some reasons why he wrote this book. I know that might astonish you to hear. Gayness, colonialism, xenophobia. (laughs) Bram Stoker, and this is kind of a mystery, but he had a very difficult start to life, and he ended up being fine, obviously, but he was really, really ill when he was a kid. uh, What? Wait, why is it obvious? Because he grew up and he wrote the book, but he was really (laughs) ill as a child, and in fact, he said he didn't stand or, like, walk until he was almost seven years old. What? Yeah, he like never stood up. He had something wrong with him And what is interesting is he kept really good diaries about his life and about his writing process and this and that, but he never talked about the details of this illness. Like, he never said, this is why we think I didn't stand up for seven years, you know? (laughs) Um, And then when he did stand up, I'm like, how did you even have any muscles? Yeah, really. How did you have any muscle tone to be able to use your legs if you just sat for seven years? Gosh. I don't know. He was constantly kicking, kick, kick, kicking.
0: He lived an aquatic life for those first seven years.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tadpole. Oh, that's cute.
0: That would be pretty cute, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
3: would that's be why he's cute. obsessed with sperm. <laughs> the other thing, also, is Those that. look like me. <laughs> Wait, you might be about to say something I'm going to say, but you
1: can say it.
0: All right. Go ahead, Rachel. Okay. Sorry.
1: I'm going to say something about leeches. Are you going to? Uh,
3: I was going to say something about leeches. Yes. Go ahead, then. Oh,
0: my gosh. So, this was
3: 1847 is when he was born. So, he finally stood up around the. <laughs> it was a big year. So, I made note of it in 1854. Some people think maybe he had some sort of like psychological trauma or. Or like potentially some type of infection, or like a fever. But like I've never had a fever that made me not walk for seven years, so I don't know. Yeah, give it time, Jack. Jack, respect. Give it time. <laughs> I am getting my COVID booster soon. <laughs> um, but that that illness. <laughs> probably influenced a lot of the themes in Dracula and in his other writing as well. (gasps) He was bloodlet a lot, um, oftentimes with leeches. Mm
2: -hmm. So he would
3: have leeches stuck all over him to like thin out his blood and drink it. But he also just was bloodlet, right? So just cutting his veins and just letting his blood drain out. That was like, he did that all the time for like seven years. And they're like, I don't know why this kid isn't running around.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We've got all of his blood. (laughs)
1: it's
3: right here. The thing that was causing the problem, his blood, yeah. has been removed. <laughs> yeah. He should be fine now. You think he's light yeah. as a feather now. He's not burdened down by all this blood and vital organ stuff. Yeah. But so, um, three three main things that um, I could find that I think influenced uh, about this illness that influenced Dracula. So, one is bloodletting and the fear of blood loss. Like, he obviously dreaded this every time it was going to happen. He had lots of time to think and imagine because he couldn't do anything else because he had no blood and his legs didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that his mom, like while he was bedridden all this time, Just told him lots of stories about her childhood growing up during the cholera epidemic and about, like, mass graves and people who they thought were dead and then were seen, like, clawing their way out of the grave. So, like, literally this— She has a fucking problem. (laughs) I like telling scary stories. That's my fucking problem. (laughs) Yeah, to my bedridden five-year-old, he's never walked. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she's trying to inspire him, like, oh, you can't walk? Just claw your way out over the ground like those cholera people did.
1: It's
0: like normally she only knows that people want to stop hearing her story about the mass graves because they walk away from her. He's not communicating that way. Yeah, he's not
3: giving me any signal that he hates this. A captive audience. (laughs) So you you take a kid and you make it so he has no stimulation except for seeing his own blood drain out of his body and then telling him scary stories about the undead. And uh, you get Bram Stoker. But we should k- repeat that experiment again and see if we can get another oh. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Highly ethical. <laughs> like raise a child in a controlled environment like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: We want another bestseller, right? No
3: walking, no blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no walking, no <laughs>
3: <laughs> No walking, no blood. Freaky mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> freaky mom, no walking, but... Plenty of bloodletting. Blood? blood? No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think with my kids, those are going to be the rules if you get grounded. No walking, no blood.
3: And your mom is going to freak you out.
0: <laughs> take your blood.
3: <laughs> you can have this back when you learn how to use it. <laughs> when you learn how to use it responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> when you can take care of it.
1: I imagine Theo's kids would be committing blood crimes.
3: Ooh. <laughs> the most
1: metal crimes of all.
3: Ooh. That would be pretty metal. I guess if you're going to have criminal children, they better not be you know what. What? Preps. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Narks. <laughs> Vampires. I was going <laughs> to, yeah. I don't say this word. So just just imagine this word that I don't say. All right. Something um, really bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a slur. You want your kid to be a pussy. <laughs> uh,
1: Whoa. Uh, oh. Have him be
3: a real criminal. Yeah. You can't tell people to imagine the slur you're going to say, yeah, Imagine the worst <laughs> word
0: I could say. <laughs>
3: Okay, sorry. But anyway, Bram Stoker, I don't know how because we don't know what the cause of his illness was anyway, but somehow he got over it and he grew up to be super tall and athletic and he was called the redheaded giant. Was he redheaded? Well yeah, <laughs> but okay. he was also big and tall. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't redheaded and he was really short. I'm not sure why they called him that. It was ironic. It <laughs> would be kind of mean. What another funny thing is that he went to Trinity College and he like did lots of sports and stuff and he studied mathematics and he apparently claimed that he was awarded honors in mathematics, but this is not true. Um, <laughs> so oh, we weirdo. Are you gonna talk about his self esteem? Uh yeah. Or if I don't hit it that satisfactorily, you can hit it. You gonna hit it? I'll take a crack at his self esteem. <laughs>
0: Sloppy seconds for Rachel.
3: <laughs> so, um, a large part of like a lot of the biography of Bram Stoker is about um, his friendship with this actor named Her- uh, Harry, Henry Irving. He's on the cover of my volume. Yeah, every time it says Irving, like, oh, he's hanging out with Irving, I was like, wash Irv? No, it's. It's Henry, no. our favorite boy, <laughs> our favorite Irv. Um, I don't really want to talk a lot about Henry Irving. He was an actor and like Bram Stoker was the manager of this um, of the theater that he was at. And then he became like Henry Irving's manager, like managing all of his appearances and performances and stuff. And so he did this for 27 years. Um, he when he started managing the theater at age 32 um, he also did something momentous which is he stole Oscar Wilde's girlfriend Mm -hmm. from him and he married her (laughs) whoa Really?
1: Yep. Yeah, he did.
3: Her name was Florence Balcombe. Whoa, but Oscar Wilde was dazzling, right? Yeah, and he was gay. Florence Balcombe had terrible gaydar, apparently, because Bram Stoker was also gay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he passed um, around
1: from one gay man to another. <laughs> yeah. Every <into> woman's dream.
3: <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, so when he did this, like, he stole Oscar Wilde's girlfriend, and he didn't tell his boss, Henry Irving, like, the guy he's responsible for, he did not tell him he was even getting married. He skipped their honeymoon so he could do more things for Irving. They had one child, a son, but they probably like never did anything sexual again after that. And they basically did all of their activities separately. Their sexual activities or other (laughs) activities? (laughs) Like everything. Like they basically lived separate lives and like didn't have any intimacy, but he stayed friends with Oscar Wilde. Um, (laughs) So he's like, give me your girlfriend and then I'm going to knock her up and then you and I can be buds.
0: That's bro code. Yeah,
3: that's bro
1: code. (laughs) (laughs) The bro code is you're allowed to do anything you want to your bro and you still have
3: to be friends with him (laughs) no you have to steal his girlfriend um the wild was exiled from britain for sodomy and uh he went to go visit him on the continent couldn't spend time with his wife but he could go do that wait he also can i talk a little bit
1: about oscar wilde's case real quick go for it originally what happened so oscar wilde his basically like his boyfriend was this young nobleman much younger right i mean but he was an adult though Okay, He's just younger, I I think. Fact check me while I talk.
3: As if I don't already do that to you.
1: (laughs) Okay, I feel a little uncomfortable. Nobleman's dad accused Oscar Wilde of sodomy. And so to escape the charges, basically, Oscar Wilde, he like fled England for Paris. But here's the problem. He charged the dad with libel. And slander uh, for saying that he was gay. Yeah, here's the problem: he was gay, like, was and gay. everybody knew it. Mm. So they had a whole case brought against him with like tons of evidence, and he, like, I think he, like, dropped the charges at first, and then, but it was too late. Like, the case was in the works, and he, he got, he finally got convicted of sodomy. So if he had just like left and not tried to be like, how dare you say I'm gay? then he probably would have been fine. But there was a huge, huge backlash at the time against, you know, homosexuality in Victorian England. So there had been all these romantic friendships before between men and men and women and women. And there was sort of like, I mean, there was a homosocial element to society that kind of flew under the radar. But after the Oscar Wilde case, everything got exposed. So before that, you know, someone who wasn't gay would be like, well, no one's gay. So if men are like holding hands and sleeping in bed together and writing romantic letters, Mm -hmm. it's just bros being bros. But after the Wilde case, everyone's like, no, wait, some people are gay. And there was a huge backlash and more and more people got convicted under the like anti-sodomy laws. So there was like a lot of the, you know, gay community (laughs) were mad at Oscar Wilde. I'm not (laughs) laughing
3: at that. I'm laughing at something I just read, which I had read before, but it's that um, male on male sex sexual activities were banned in Britain until the 1960s. <laughs> female on female was never banned. Sexual
1: activities. <laughs> you said that like a real perv.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk. I'm a real perv. But so they had accused him of, of doing this with like several young men, not just this one guy. And um, when they asked him if he had ever kissed a certain servant boy during the child, Wilde responded, oh God, no, oh, he was particularly plain. He was unfortunately ugly. And then they pressed him and they were like, why is his ugliness relevant? And he was like, well, blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave the
2: gayest answer
3: possible.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: He's like, yeah, I wouldn't have right. ever kissed
3: him. Why? Because he was
1: ugly. Wait a second.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so if
1: he was hot, he would have. And he's like, uh. <laughs>
0: he had years to prepare for that trial though.
3: I know he was gay his whole life. <laughs> they said, repeat, repeatedly asking why the boy's ugliness was relevant. Wild hesitated, then for the first time became flustered. You sing me and insult me and try to unnerve me, and at times one says things flippantly when one ought to speak more seriously. (laughs) On trial. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I was just being a little goofball. Is that illegal now? (laughs) (laughs) What, being a a goofball is illegal? Yeah. Um, Bram Stoker also was obsessed with Walt Whitman, another famous um, gay man at this time who was American, of course, and he wrote him a 2,000-word fan letter. Mostly described himself and his own internal struggles. And it wasn't like a I love you, Walt Whitman. Like, this is why I like you. Like, this is what your work means to me. It's like, I struggle with this and I struggle with that. And like, this is what's going on in my head all the time. And he said, I hope we'll meet one day. And it says, some see in this um, evidence of a deeply repressed homosexuality, which, yeah, he was so repressed that he actually didn't even send the letter. He put it in a drawer for four years. An entire presidential term, he put it in a drawer and then he worked up the courage to send it. Four years of reflection on whether I should send this crazy-ass letter. <laughs> and, and at the end of it, he was like, yeah, I should. Wow. <laughs> and he rewrote it to like try and make it a little um, longer, more clear. But um, yeah, oh. Walt then actually responded. <laughs> and he said, he was really kind to him. And he said, it would be great to meet, but it's probably never going to happen. It did happen three times. <laughs> he met him in America.
0: They met three times?
3: Whoa. Stoker visited America on a Henry or Irving theatrical tour. And he met... Uh, Walt Whitman three times a a couple things we already talked about Dracula so we'll we'll finish the story today but I do want to say that um, about 150 pages are missing from his notes about Dracula Mm -hmm. because I told you in the first episode he took like seven years to write this Mm -hmm. oh my god that's crazy. That's the amount of time it took him to stand up. Whoa. <laughs> it takes him a long time to do a lot of things. <laughs> Some much simpler than others. <laughs> Seriously. Some of the notes actually hint that the original Dracula story was supposed to be a detective story and it was going to be one private investigator and one psychic investigator working together like a little buddy cop thing. Whoa. Mm.
1: Wouldn't that
3: have been cute? It really would have been cute.
0: I bet they would have had trouble understanding each other at first. And then... They become friends.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why are you making me work with this guy who doesn't believe in ESP?
2: Yeah.
3: But he, he had a very disastrous attempt at a play, which I think he just did because of copyright reasons. Like, it was going to eventually become property of the king or something. And so, he to prevent that from happening, he staged the play himself. It was a six-hour long reading, and only two people attended. It was literally just people reading the book. <laughs>
1: That's the play. Whoa. Re-
0: Dracula? Reading Dracula?
1: Yeah. It like six hours? The audiobooks are like twenty hours. <laughs> I don't I guess they cut some of it, but I don't know.
0: Wait, what? Why was it gonna be the property of the king? Is that just what
3: happened? I didn't actually write that down. I'm mostly saying that for memory, but no, it was something like <laughs> we're gonna
1: have to do a bonus episode about it, I guess. <laughs> there was some law that said if
3: you don't turn your work into a play by a certain amount of time. Anybody can make it into a play, I guess. The, only the king or anybody? I don't remember, <laughs> but he had to make this play. He, was, he didn't want to. He was just like, I can't let anybody else have this. So he made a play, which was just all the dialogue read out loud and only two people came. Wow. Again, kind of a Nathan Fielder thing.
0: Very conceptual.
3: Yeah, like, oh, I technically did a play. You can't have it now. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the two people were probably like his dog in a coat and his mom or something.
2: Yeah.
3: She was talking about Colorado, the dog, the whole time. Yeah. So anyway, um, he eventually, after writing Dracula, his health declined, and his last novel was The Lair of the White Worm, which is universally regarded. Have you heard of this, Rachel?
1: No, I haven't heard. I don't think I have. The Lair
3: of the White Worm is is universally regarded by everyone (laughs) as one of the craziest novels ever written. What? (laughs) What kind of sentence is that? I read that it was flagrantly racist... flagrantly racist flagrantly racist sexist and just overall very bad um the actual word that was used was one of the barmiest novels ever written barmy i guess meaning like it's a british slang for like wacky insane and wacky yeah racism sexism it's whack stuff yeah it's really whack so something about the it was about it was about a huge white worm and it was like very 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 bad it was clearly like a huge decline from like his other writing abilities so people were like Did he have syphilis? Like, something was wrong with him. And then, unfortunately, that was the end. And then um, he died after a series of strokes at age 65 in 1912, Hmm. eight days after the Titanic sank. Wow. I just wanted to show you guys that I know when the Titanic sank. Really? You know? Were you a Titanic girl as a child? (laughs) I watched Titanic a lot growing up. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I saw that shit in theaters. What? Weren't you little bitty? Yeah, I was seven. That's too young. And I was like, what is going on in that car? <laughs> <laughs> car? You don't know the car scene? The only time I saw, I was
1: out of my mind with illness. With lust, you mean? No. With, <laughs> I, I literally you lost like, now. I lost like 15 pounds in a week because my mouth was full of blood constantly, which Dracula would love. What the fuck? What? I caught some kind of virus and then my mouth was like filled with lesions and also my lips and every time I tried to drink water or eat food my mouth would bleed. Ew.
3: Oh, you had Ebola. You had Ebola. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll tell you this about old Bram. He was convinced that he was like basically like a hideous monster but he looked totally normal like Kafka oh really yeah basically you can look at pictures of him he really looks like a totally normal old man
3: Except Kafka looked really
1: good. Oh my god. Yeah, why don't
3: you two ever rank the people in terms of attractiveness?
1: We will. Let's do a let's do a Patreon bonus episode where we rank all of our authors <laughs> in terms of attractiveness, right?
0: Uh sure, yeah. yeah okay.
1: Yeah, in terms of attractiveness. The only thing that matters. <laughs> right, I think
3: we know who I'm putting at the top. <laughs> I feel like that could actually be a really fun episode. <laughs> anyway, okay. So Thank you for letting me give you a little background on Old Bram. Maybe this will help you appreciate the final, very barmy third of this book. Mm. It's barmy, eh? Mm-hmm.
1: So, I just want to remind the audience real quick as we dive into Dracula that the last time we did an episode, I had Jackie and Theo tell me who they thought would live and who they thought would die. Oh, yes. and we are going to find out who wins should people lose points for getting it wrong or just gain points for
3: getting it right? Or should you, do you want to wait until you see? (laughs) Let me, I'm trying now that I know the ending, I'm trying to think how I could win.
0: (laughs) I think only lose points. If you said they were going to die and that's wrong. Cause we want to encourage optimism
1: (laughs) because also, cause you thought nobody died basically. (laughs) (laughs) No, well
0: I didn't remember exactly what I said. That's just a rule. Yeah, So
1: I would like Theo to be wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Jackie, don't look ahead. Jackie, stop. Jackie. Jackie? I already know what happens. I read the whole book. So we're reading from chapter 19 to the end of the book, which is chapter 27. So I'm just going to kind of speed through and we'll stop for funny little things as they occur. Theo, if you recall, if the audience recalls, Dracula started out with 50 boxes of dirt (laughs) and somehow we found out that they have to like destroy each box of dirt. To prevent him from being able to, like, regenerate. All of them? Yeah. But here's the thing. He basically kept them together. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) is
0: that just because he likes the soil of his homeland? Or does he need it?
3: He needs to have it as, like, a place to escape to.
0: When life gets busy.
3: Yeah. This is something I don't understand. There were a few things about, like, the rules of being a vampire I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. He can only rest in sacred dirt. But sacred does not mean like what? special to him he
1: has his own special dirt ah. but if it becomes sacred it, he can't use it anymore if it becomes <laughs> sacred
3: to the rest of the world then he can't have it yeah
1: yeah so he he has his own particular special dirt so he can rest there <laughs> he can rest in his castle or he can rest in his tomb
3: so he's got a few places wow. to like build up his hp bar if it's running low <laughs> oh man yeah so they're looking for all the boxes of dirt so they can get rid of them all so that he can't escape somewhere else which i don't understand right. because because if you could just go to where he is and kill him, then it doesn't matter how many other boxes he has. Well,
1: because if you kill him, I guess he could escape for some reason. That's the implication. How could he escape if you cut his head off? I don't know, but apparently he could regenerate or reform. We have to believe that. Otherwise, these are the stupidest people that have ever walked the earth.
0: Okay, and so, but no one considered just sort of reasoning with Dracula?
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't really consider that. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. But,
0: okay, what's the end game here for Dracula? He turns everyone into vampires and there's no one else to suck the blood of
1: clearly not because he's been alive for hundreds of years and he's only turned or tried to turn five women (laughs) yeah he he Um, like he's not much of a
3: threat (laughs) (laughs) it's like less than one woman per hundred years
0: but i guess london has a much higher population density
3: yeah exactly like if you turn someone into a vampire in london like pretty soon everybody in london's gonna be a vampire
0: Wait, so does he keep those those three women in his castle? You know the ones that gave me my sexual awakening? Uh-huh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. does he do that because he doesn't want them to start turning other people and make it all Draculas or vampires? We
3: have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> No, it, it's just they are his. Like they are all it's kind like of a collection. A, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, well, he kind of will talk a little bit. <laughs> he'll he'll talk about it later in the episode, Dracula. I've invited him as a guest and he'll tell us his motivations. Um, <laughs> a lot of accusations flying around about Dracula's behavior, and we're inviting him
2: on
1: to set the record clear. <laughs> yeah,
3: we've got the inside <laughs> scoop. He, in life, was a very powerful man. He was like great at everything. He was really OP. He was like very smart, very. Very strong, very brave, very this, very that. Just pretend I said some other things. So hot,
1: but like not in a gay way. Just in a way where like a man can tell, yeah, another man is like really hot, oh.
3: and like it's not tempting at all. I promise. <laughs> yeah, and it's it doesn't cause any any weird nerd gasms or other types of anything. So, <laughs> but he was used to that in life. And then Van Helsing always talks about how in in life he had a great brain, and in death he again have a great brain, but in a way. His brain is a child brain. And Rachel, I assume you're going to talk about this. He uses the words child brain like 400 times. Yeah, I have a note that literally says child brain. Yeah, and I kept thinking like inside the brain of a child vampire, like that's what he's going with. So something about like him being undead, yet he still retains some of like the characteristics he had in life. I think he just wants to be a powerful, domineering man. He wants to have people under him. Mm. But he like didn't do anything about it for so long. Long. Well,
1: he
0: had to find the right real estate agent.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had to get these 50 boxes of dirt. It takes a while. It shouldn't. Also, Van Helsing says, like, if we don't get him soon, he could just go to sleep for 100 years and outlive us all. Like, he, he has infinite yeah. time. He's not in a rush.
0: Yeah. Why not just wait until Van Helsing dies?
3: There's
1: a point when Dracula says time is on my side. And when I was in Japan, I saw an ad for a watch that was Nicolas Cage, like grinning in a particularly crazy way. And it just said,
3: time is on my side. (laughs) Nicolas Cage is very related to vampire things. Jack cool. Mm -hmm. Vampire's kiss. Best movie. All right. Let me know. Moonstruck
1: is a better Nicolas Cage movie. Here we go.
3: I'm joking. That was a terrible movie.
1: So we're going to talk a little bit more about the book. (laughs) 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 So the boy gang goes to Carfax, which is Dracula's (laughs) castle or estate in London. And let me run back through the characters real quick. Lucy Westenra, she's dead. Forget about her. We've got Dracula. Everybody knows him. We've got his three brides. They don't get names. They're just voluptuous women. Yeah. Jonathan Harker and his wife, Mina Harker. Jonathan's, he's like a lawyer and she's- dealing with dracula problems we have abraham van helsing he's a doctor a lawyer another thing another thing he's got it all except a wife and a son because they were killed by dracula or something i don't really know and then we have um dr seward who's a psychologist and he's not very good at it we have arthur Holmwood, who is a lord so he has a lot of money which is his only redeeming quality everything else is boring and we have Quincy what's his last name again Morris Quincy Morris I just keep calling him Quincy he's a cowboy and he loves guns so anyway all these boys go to Carfax but unfortunately they only find 29 boxes of dirt of
3: facts about cars and while they're
1: there (laughs) yeah a bunch of rats show up and then they blow on a whistle and they summon dogs to chase the rats off so there's a lot of like like rock paper scissors
3: like which animal trumps which animal in this book I think you could have phrased that in a way that made it sound less crazy it's it's just their hunting dogs like they call their hunting dogs to come and like it's not like mystical netherworld dogs
0: but wait why don't they just always have their dogs with them cuz couldn't their dogs
3: why were the dogs close enough i mean they were nearby but why Seward lives next door to Carfax, like they're right there. <laughs> but it's
1: far. It's really far, though. They shouldn't be it's able not to that hear. Far. Also, why does a psychiatrist keep his hunting dogs at the mental hospital? Like it's just, it's just weird. Okay, they're really
3: tiny, though. They just they just track things.
1: Yeah. Aww. Rat size. Mm -hmm. So Seward's one patient, the only guy we hear about. And I have to wonder, like, how much does Seward get
3: paid (laughs) to do his job? Because he has one guy. (laughs) He's always like, yeah, I rounded on everybody else. But uh, but yeah, back to Renfield.
0: uh, (laughs) Or he just fixed everyone else and Renfield is his final patient.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's so good. (laughs) Yeah. So Van Helsing is like, Renfield, you know, you've clearly got something going on. Can you please help us? And Renfield's like,
3: no. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead, Jackie. (laughs) That's basically it. (laughs) At the end of the last episode we left you with, Renfield had begged to be let go or at least taken out of the house. And Dr. Seward was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not taking you out of there. Just calm down. And he's like, all right, I tried to warn you. Something bad's going to happen.
2: Oof.
3: I hate it when people say that to me, honestly. What, I, I tried to warn you? What do you guys think about it? <laughs> yeah. I love it when people tell me that something bad's going to happen and I can't do anything about it now. <laughs> something, an ominous warning. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a spice of life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Van Helsing is like, oh, Dr. Seward, um, I'm pretty sure we shouldn't let him out of here because, like, you know, he's pretty hysterical and he kept asking to leave. So that's kind of like proof that he shouldn't be allowed to leave. And then Dr. Seward says... Yeah, I think I agree with you. I was almost about to let him out and then, quote, but I didn't because I can't forget how he prayed with equal fervor for a cat and then tried to tear my throat out with his teeth besides he called the count lord and master and he may want to get out to help him in some diabolical way he's like yeah we're weighing the pros and cons. like he he asked to leave and he said he was saying but he also tried to tear my teeth my teeth out he tried to tear my throat out i'm torn <laughs> yeah he calls he calls dracula his master so i don't know he might
1: want to serve him I, it's like in catch 22 that must be where he got it from like if you ask to get oh. out then you're too crazy to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. You're too sane to leave. No, no, no. In this book, you're too crazy to leave.
3: Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Catch twenty-two is the opposite. Yeah.
0: Or you're you're too much a follower of
1: Dracula to leave.
3: <laughs> Dracul. Yeah, quit being such a sheep, Renfield.
1: Yeah, he was really a sheeple. Okay, so anyway, back to the end of the chapter. Mina is getting worried. One morning she wakes up and her window was open and she's like, I know that I closed that window. And then also she sees like a deliberate mist where she's like, that mist, it looks like it's trying to do something. And then she also sees like a
3: white figure in a cloud in her room. And it's like starting to turn into a person. And he's like, and she's like, that's not what mist usually does. She's just like, and then she's
1: like, wow, I guess that was a dream. That's weird.
3: <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. But she's fully
0: awake and this happens and then she says, I was dreaming?
3: She, But she's like, I guess it was a dream. Oh, well, let's move on with my life. Yeah, I think Dracula can be confusing and he kind of puts you in a little trance or a spell or something, so you don't... I'm telling you, Dracula can be confusing. <laughs> Dracula
0: works in mysterious
3: ways. <laughs> yeah. Dracula is confusing. I still don't understand a lot of things about him. Like, why is everybody else who turns into a vampire, like, all women who turn into vampires get super hot, oh, but yeah. Dracula it's like, ew, <laughs> he's he's old. <laughs> well, no, he's
1: kind of he gets hotter and hotter as he drinks more blood. Mm, but it seems like he the is. women are always
3: hot. The women are never
1: ugly. Well, because he always turns young women and he was probably old
3: maybe when he turned
0: oh and he's an old man who slithers Mm
3: -hmm. but those three those three ladies he has uh in the castle who theo's like in love with though they're hundreds of years old and they still look gorgeous but he turned them when they were
1: young maybe and he keeps them supplied with blood maybe he's like anything for my princess anything for my princess (laughs) uh ladies that's why you gotta start your retinol early i've been on retinol what about you jack jack Oh, yeah.
0: What's retinol?
1: It's it's like a magic chemical that preserves your youth. I'm kind of serious. <laughs> only women
0: know about it? <laughs>
1: yeah, basically. Didn't you give Theo some skincare that had uh, retinoids? Yeah. yeah. I gave Theo a lot of skincare. I wonder, have you used it all or none? Obviously, he has. Look at his skin. He's glowing.
0: It's improved, hasn't it, Jack? Don't say
1: it, Jackie. It's a trick. <laughs> yeah. It's a trap. Do not say his skin is improved. Um,
0: it's almost finished.
3: Your face? Your skincare. <laughs> yeah. like, yes, I'm nearing perfection now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: my greatest work of art, my magnum opus is this right here.
1: <laughs> I'll fill up your stash next time you come for Christmas, I guess. I don't know if I'll see you, but maybe I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I, you thought I thought you were saying my mustache. Yeah. And I was like, what sort of conditioners are you going to give yeah. me now? <laughs>
1: All right. Chapter 20. So Jonathan finds out that 12 of the boxes are in two houses in London. and Oh, remaining... this sounds like a math problem. <laughs> I was going to ask if you wanted to solve it. And the remaining <laughs> how many, Theo? Nine. You're looking at the notes.
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The
3: remaining nine are in Piccadilly. Let me ask this: What is the fucking point of having twenty-nine boxes in the same house, and then six in one house, and then six in another house, and then nine? Someone put some of them in freaking Romania. You should have no more than one box in each place because if they want to go and destroy each of your boxes, and you have twenty-nine in one room, that makes it so easy. Yeah, I know. It like it's it was way too easy to defeat this guy. <laughs> Spoiler.
1: I have to. Say. Sorry, I mean never mind who knows if it was hard or easy or if it happened at all (laughs) it was hard not to defeat this guy (laughs) all right so at this point everybody's breaking into all kinds of things and something i think is so funny is that at one point jonathan's like all right i'll break into this you break into that and they're like jonathan you
3: can't break in you are a lawyer (laughs) yeah van Helsing keeps being like well what happens when the police come who cares and jonathan's like i don't care because my wife is in danger because they're starting to suspect that Mina's in danger, right? Oh,
0: because of her dream.
3: Let me say this. As someone with a similar status to Jonathan.
1: If I knew there was a vampire that I wanted to defeat, I would not let you guys be like, Rachel, you're a lawyer.
3: And then I would say like, oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. I will stop trying to defeat the vampire. You think I'm going to fill out your character reference for the Bar Association now? <laughs> think again.
1: <laughs> yeah, she broke into a house. And maybe it was for an amazing reason, but <laughs> yeah. was a lack of character on her part.
3: <laughs> yeah, Van Helsing, the like badass doctor, lawyer, vampire killer every time Jonathan's like, or Quincy or anyone is like, what do you mean? It's no problem. We broke into that house. We'll break into this house too. He's like, well, what about the, the
1: police? Yeah. What about the police? And they're always like, well, this next house is going to be even harder to break into. And then they're always like, just as easy. <laughs> There's never a problem. <laughs> yeah. Why does he, he really drags this out, Bram, I got to say. <laughs> All right. So we, they talked to Renfield again and he, or Seward does, and he, Renfield has stopped eating animals, but nice. they have this really <laughs> freaky conversation where he's like, I really want life and Seward's like, well, do you want me to give you some sugar to catch some flies? And he's like, nah, too small. And he's like, what about spiders? And he's like, no. And then they talk about souls, and he's like, well, what about souls? And he says,
3: I, I don't care about souls. I just want life. But he freaks out. Actually, he's like, oh no, 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 no. I don't want a soul. Like, don't talk to me about souls. I really don't want any souls. He's talking about eating. He's like, I want to eat this life. And Seward's like, well, then you eat the soul. And he's like, no, 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 no. There's no soul. Get that out of me. Yeah, no, I
1: don't eat the soul. I just eat the life. There's no soul. That
3: it's not that I'm allergic it's that I have an intolerance to soles and like it just really gives me tummy trouble and like just please make sure the kitchen puts those things on a different way. <laughs> exactly.
1: And he, he even says, like, I'm not concerned about souls. I have enough to worry about. I wish I could feel that way about anything. <laughs> I've got too
3: much on my plate right now. Don't talk to me about my immortal soul. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got my blood to slash. I got these bugs to eat. I got this stool yeah. to rock on. Like, we got a lot going on here.
1: Maybe when I'm done applying for student loan forgiveness, I can start to think about souls.
3: <laughs> oh, I gotta do that, too. Alright.
1: Yeah, you gotta do that. That's why I put this in the pod. Anyone listening, got an student loans, get those bad boys forgiven a little bit. So, okay, so the next evening um, they hear a scream and they run into Renfield's room and they find him lying
3: on the floor covered in blood. And uh, Dr. Seward takes the time to write in his journal, oh no, I heard a scream. I wonder what it is. Here comes the attendant. He told me that Renfield's lying in all this blood. I gotta go fast. Oh my gosh, I have to go see him. I'm gonna go see him now. Stop writing!
2: <laughs>
0: what?
3: Really? Well, he wasn't writing it. It was a ph- phonograph diary. Stop doing that! Just run out of the room! Your patient <laughs> is laying in a pool of blood and you're like, oh, hold on, dear diary, got come back later this is
1: why he gets paid the big bucks jackie
0: (laughs) if it was you jackie we'd have no idea what happened
1: oh you're right you would
0: get some of jonathan's letters at the beginning then you'd find out this guy named dracula died you have no idea why
1: jackie would be like i don't have time to talk about dracula i've got too much dracula to deal (laughs) with
3: (laughs) the reason i'm a genetic (laughs) counselor is because i really am not good in an emergency and the one time at work where there was an emergency i didn't do so well (laughs) so this guy his heart just stopped at the like He just like died at the table, but he came back. Nice. He's undead.
0: (laughs) But he came back and he's terrorizing (laughs) London.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I was not good in that emergency because I said, All right, 50 boxes of dirt. Here you go.
0: (laughs) I did everything he asked for. We
3: had been talking about seizures. Because he was like, yeah, I had seizures when I was a kid, but I haven't had one in, like, decades. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Do you take anything for him? No, I don't. I just don't have him anymore. I grew out of him. Awesome. We're talking. His eyes roll back in his head, oh and he slumps forward onto his wife's shoulder. And his wife and I are like... <laughs> All right, get up! Oh God! Come on, this is a this is so annoying. And then she shakes him, and then he like lurches back, and his eyes are all the way rolled back, and he's like foaming at the mouth. And we were like, he's not joking. I literally said like, oh, he's not joking. And I got up and I <laughs> ran across the hall, and I went and got the doctors. And like, they didn't even run. Like one of them was like, well, did you call rapid response? And I was like, no, I'm coming to get you, the doctor, who's right here. Yeah. So then you call rapid response, which is just a series of numbers that they always tell you to do. And then one lady showed. Up one nurse with nothing, no crash cart, no stethoscope, nothing. And I said to her, Are you the rapid response team? And she was like, Well, I mean, the rest of them are on their way. And I was like, I was, like, actually rude because I was, like, actually so, like, freaked out at this point because this guy had just— Because you're like, this guy's literally dying. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, I just kind of thought the rapid response team would be, you know, rapid. she was like, well, they're doing their best. (laughs) And she had nothing. What are you going to do? You have nothing.
0: (laughs) I came the fastest because I didn't pick up anything on my way. (laughs) Didn't bring any of my tools.
3: I was like, what could you possibly do in this situation? And that's it. Like, the guy came back on his own, but if he hadn't, I think he would have just died because nobody came.
0: <laughs> he just came back on his own?
3: Yeah. Kind of like Dracula. Oh my gosh. We think his heart stopped. We th- I thought it was a seizure, but actually his heart just randomly stopped at the table. And then it just came back. Whoa. Yeah, freaky. <laughs> that is very strange. Yeah. Very appropriate for a Dracula episode. All right. We would like to thank our newest patron, Seth that be? Seth. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Seth. So great to see your name pop up. It's Theo's brother, Seth. Yeah. He's just <laughs> Seth. We love that guy.
0: Do you want to know something funny about those initials, SFC?
3: Yes.
0: Am I doxing him right now by saying that?
3: No. Okay. He, 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 we already know his last name.
0: <laughs> when he was a kid, he wanted his first name to be Kevin, so his initials could be KFC. Oh. <laughs>
3: pretty good i mean he (laughs) could have just changed his name to keth
1: what he should have done is purchased the kfc company and changed its name to sfc oh
0: yeah seth fried chicken (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah
1: that's pretty pretty cute
0: but it's like such a silly business to want to be associated with
1: (laughs) (laughs) did he really like it or he was just like oh it's so close
0: yeah i think it was just it was a fun idea
1: uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. The other thing is Seth told me yesterday that the reason he became a patron was because he really wanted to hear our Shakespeare
3: episode. Fake He said he had to hear the end. Wow. Wow. Look at that. Theo finally got someone to sign up due to a specific episode. <laughs> it happened. Our strategic plan finally paid off. Yeah. I also yeah. recommend and, you know just not because I did this one but because I thought it was really good and, and like it was really well explained and really smart and um, that's why <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe but, the best episode we've ever done <laughs> it possibly yeah. might have been um, I think you should also if if you're interested in the fake spear episode you should also check out the, the story of Pope Alexander the sixth that was a pretty fun episode the, the Pope Alexander the sixth episode <laughs> did I get that right <laughs> was that the right pope yeah. that was a history filled in Information filled and yet wildly. Hilarious episode sexual. It, it kind of was though <laughs> There were There were walnut parties Remember that? Oh yeah mm-hmm. Shockingly sexual Ugh. Hey, what happens in the walnut party Stays in the walnut party You know what they say So anyway And also in our episode Behind the paywall So become a patron to you. And also it. in front of the paywall Right here So thank you Seth For becoming a patron We hope you enjoy that If you want to be like oh, Seth Oh that's
0: back when it was Didn't we make Pope palindrome names? Yeah we did Pope race car Popey, like, Popey pop.
3: pop Popey pop <laughs> 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 Pope Taco Cat Epop. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, you'll get it. You'll get it. Um, Steven's uh, sleep talking episode. That's a great one. So sleep talking episodes, two of them. We've had some fun, silly bonus episodes. <laughs> we really have. And we're going to have more. Um, if you want to be like Seth, go to patreon.com, sign up for any tier, $3 a month or above, and you'll get access to all those bonus episodes as well as other fun perks. And um, in addition to that, if you are not able to support us financially at that time, at that time, or this this time or any other time, please leave us um, a rating and review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or both. We really appreciate you. Tell your friends, family, whatever. Tell your friends and family, right? Like, your vampire buddies. Oh, your unholy servants. If you're listening and you don't like this, tell someone you hate. Because mm-hmm, they'll probably like it. Like when I saw the Nicolas Cage movie Knowing with my grandma, RIP, late grandma, mm-hmm. we finished it and we turned it off. And she turned to me and she said, Jackie, do you have anybody you really hate? Because we could send them that movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Really bringing up a lot of Nicolas Cage movies this episode. I know. He's
1: a great guy. Not really, but some of his movies are good.
0: Do you think we could do his full uh, videography?
1: Let's spend a year. We'll do the Nicolas Cage canon. We watch every movie he's been in. Hey, let's just start a new, <laughs> new podcast. Oh
0: my gosh, it's a lot.
1: Fire the Cage,
3: or I don't know. <laughs> Fire
1: the Cage. <laughs> Nicholas the Canon, something like that. We'll come up with something.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. Getting cagey. Getting cagey with it. Getting cagey with it.
1: I mean, honestly, I think it would work. We watch every episode and we're building, we are building the cage cannon, you know? Jackie
0: could do a rap based on getting jiggy with it, but it's getting cagey with it.
1: Nick, Nick,
3: Nick, 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 Nick
1: getting
0: cagey with it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that would be great.
0: <laughs> how did that even happen? That's not a good plan at all.
3: What do you mean, how did that happen? You're the one who did, how did it. We, yeah, I, just, I love I when just this happens, send... by the way. Like the three of us, like one of us says something and then all of us instantly forget who said it. And then we all just go with it. And then we're like, what happened? Who, what kind of weird fuse were we just all in? <laughs> and we listen to it later. Well, back to the
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> Theo and Jackie, I'm Theo particularly, I'm going to read you this section okay. where Seward finally realizes that Renfield has something to do with Dracula. Are you ready to hear how he pieced it all together? Okay. He goes, There is certainly something to ponder over in this man's state. Several points seem to make what the American interviewer calls a story. If one could only get them in proper order, here they are. <laughs> Will not mention drinking, fears the thought of being burdened with the soul of anything, has no dread of wanting life in the future, despises the meaner forms of life altogether, though he dreads being haunted by their souls." logically, all these things point one way. He has assurance of some kind that he will acquire some higher life. He dreads the consequence, the burden of a soul. Then, it is a human life he looks to, and the assurance? Merciful God, the Count has been to him, and there is some new scheme of terror (laughs) afoot. I I drew a blood drop there, too. (laughs) That is so stupid. (laughs) No one
0: has mentioned that this is the first time in the whole book.
3: Where he's like, oh my gosh, Renfield and the Count are like scheming together <laughs> because oh he had gosh. said earlier to Van Helsing, like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that he keeps calling the count his master. So I think he might want to help him out, but it takes him a whole other chapter to be like, Oh my God, he is helping the count. <laughs>
1: but also the re- like his reasons are, he doesn't mention drinking. He doesn't want to be burdened with a soul. He, he, isn't afraid of wanting life in the future. This sounds like Theo. He doesn't (laughs) like drinking. He doesn't want to be burdened (laughs) by a soul.
3: He wants his life. Oh my
1: God, you're working with the count. (laughs) Okay, so, all right, let's move on because we are going so slowly. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, chapter 21. So Renfield is dying and he's like, hey guys, it was all Dracula. He told me that I could get all this power from Bugs if I obey him. (laughs) But I realized when I met Mina... And saw how pale she was, I realized Dracula was drinking from her, and that made me really mad. So when Dracula came to visit me, I seized him by the neck, and then he, like, flung me around the room. (laughs) He's
3: laying on the floor (laughs) in a pool of blood, totally mangled. And they say, look, his back is broken, his right arm and leg, and the whole side of his face are paralyzed. And the attendant, the the, medical attendant who found him said, I suppose he might have broke his back by falling out of bed if he got in an awkward kink. Yeah. (laughs) You ever just like (laughs) slept a little weird and then your back broke?
0: (laughs) I need to get a new mattress.
3: The attendant is like, he either
1: could have broken his own back or, like, smashed his face up, but he couldn't have done both. And they were like, oh my gosh, Dracula.
3: He says, I can't imagine how they did both things. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so the, I think
0: somebody's trying to frame Dracula. I don't think it's his fault.
3: It, it, this <laughs> reminded me a little of, like, when my hermit crabs tore each other apart. And we were like, how did one tear the other one? Because if one died, how'd the other one do the other thing? And it's like, <laughs> now he could have done yeah. one of these things, but not both. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so... But how did Renfield help Dracula?
3: He didn't. He invited him <laughs> I don't into think the he house. Did, he, he invited did. him into the house. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> into the asylum. That
1: doesn't seem fair. It seems like he should have just been allowed in the room, not the whole yeah, not the whole asylum. Well, them's the rules, right? Uh,
0: okay. So was, is Mina in the asylum right now?
1: Yeah, ev- remember everybody is staying there together. Oh, next yeah. to Dracula's castle
3: Dr. Seward li- has <laughs> right. always lived there like he lives there and he works there and then everybody else is staying there too so um. Renfield invited Dracula in after he said don't let me stay here gosh so anyway so they, they hear this stuff from Renfield and they're like OMG so they run to the
1: Harker's room Jonathan is unconscious and Nina <laughs> is wait. drinking <laughs> before they get
3: there they run to the Harker's <laughs> okay. room and they're like we gotta break down the door and Van Helsing says I don't know. That might scare her. It is unusual to break into a lady's room, and they're like, "Well, let's do it anyway."
1: (laughs) These guys are so fucking stupid. (laughs) Sexism makes you so dumb. Okay, all right. So they break in. Jonathan is unconscious. Mina is drinking blood from Dracula's breast. uh, By the way, there's a wound on his breast, and she's drinking blood out of it. If he turns around, and she's like, "Could you knock first, please?"
0: (laughs) Wait, not the other way around.
1: (laughs) Not the other way around. She's. drinking blood out of his breast
0: Mina's a vampire now
1: well she's about to be
3: (gasps) she's not just drinking the blood she he's got her hair in his hands and he's like pressing her to his chest like forcing her to drink the blood but you don't have to He, he forced her face into the blood and then she was like i couldn't breathe i had no choice but to drink the blood or else the blood would drown me and it's like
1: Okay, just spit it out. What? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> you can just pretend, like, suck it out of his breast wound, but then just let it dribble. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, she swallows. <laughs> you don't have to swallow. <laughs> okay. So Dracula Dracula mystifies himself, and everyone's like, whoa. And then he badifies himself, and he disappears. He, like, flaps off. When you said he mystifies himself, I was like, he confuses himself? <laughs> no, he turns himself into mist.
0: He reads a book of riddles.
1: <laughs> so they find out that he... He tried to destroy all their diary entries about him, but luckily they had duplicates locked in a safe, which is genius. crazy. Okay, yeah, it's genius. <laughs> Mina says, oh, Dracula, he threatened Jonathan to make me do what I wanted.
3: or do, Sorry, to make me do what he wanted. Sorry, a little <laughs> bit of a Freudian slip. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, she says, unclean, unclean, I must touch or kiss him no more. And Jonathan says, nonsense, Mina. Yeah.
0: Touch him and kiss him all you like.
3: Yeah, touch him and kiss him all you want. He wants you to, really. So this chapter is like,
1: the reason people would have been so freaked out is it's like, it's an inversion of communion, but also also it's an inversion of gender roles. Because instead of a baby suckling at a woman's breast, it's a woman <clears throat> drinking blood from the breast of a man. Oh. And her husband, who's supposed to protect her, is
3: lying prone on the ground, totally knocked out. It's like a total cuck right now. And then <laughs> the other, oh. if you're wondering where the blood came from, Dracula took his own sharp little nail and just went Kr! and like made a cut on his chest and then made Mina drink it yeah wow yeah sensual.
0: Drinking the blood? Is that just to get her used to it before she becomes a vampire? or
3: That is what makes her be a vampire. It does? I don't think he was doing it to be kind, to be like, you know, I'm gonna have to get you used to this. He get you used know? to it. My blood is the most delicious
1: of all. It's an acquired taste. <laughs>
3: it's a control thing. He says, oh, you thought you were really smart, like you're a smart woman and you wanted to play your brains against me like those men did? Well, guess what? I'm gonna make you my special servant. I'm not just gonna kill you. You are gonna be the biggest vampire of them all. Ooh. And you right now
1: except for me yeah yeah okay so there we go that's why it's so freaky because everyone's like oh my gosh a man doing a woman thing a woman doing a man thing a man laying there doing a nothing
0: Sorry, oh just God. one more thing. So I didn't realize that Dracula had his own blood. I thought he drank other people's <laughs> blood to fill it. Once his... it
3: goes in his body, it's his blood. It's like a ship of Theseus kind of thing. Uh, oh, so then, okay. you know, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point because that means she kind of probably drank Lucy's blood <gasps> or whoever's blood was in him.
1: <gasps> Lesbians. <gasps> <laughs> totally. Wow. It gets gayer and gayer. <laughs> okay, so the next chapter, we find out before Dracula left, he broke Renfield's neck. So, point for Jackie. Uh, oh, because Renfield died.
0: <laughs> (laughs) Are we sure Renfield's dead, though?
1: Yeah, he's Uh. dead. His back's broken, his face is smashed, and his neck is broken, and also he's dead. Yeah, he he slept really
3: bad last (laughs) night. He's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. So Renfield was already kind of incapacitated. They run to Mina's room, then Dracula's like, okay, I'm leaving
3: here. And then he goes over to Renfield,
0: kills him, and then leaves. Yeah.
3: No, 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 no. Okay. Yes. Oh, Dracula came and and attacked him again? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and snapped his neck. Oh, whatever. Okay.
1: Yeah, whatever. Seems like that's (laughs) not that big of a deal, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened.
3: Well, it seemed like that's merciful. Like, Dr. Seward should have snapped his neck and just, like, put him out of his misery. He wasn't going to ever get better. Nah, that's
1: not what a doctor does. Doctors don't care about their patients, Jackie, back in the day.
3: Oh, wow. Okay. It's all about blood and stuff. Yeah, clearly, because they didn't want to come to my rapid response thing. It was like a party I was throwing into one. Yeah, that, that's what it
0: sounded like. Yeah. They didn't come to my party.
3: That would be a good way to get people to come to your party.
0: Yeah, right. You're
1: like, a guy's dying here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hurry. <laughs> okay, here we go. I don't know. So basically, Renfield is like, he's definitely dead now. Okay, we got it. Okay. Let's move on. So all the boys. They put some sacred wafers in the dirt at Carfax. So they're like, sweet, he can't come back here. Then they go to Piccadilly. Before they do, Van Helsing seals Mina in her room using these wafers. And he also touches one to her head, which immediately forms a bright red scar. It burns her. And this is when she's like, unclean, unclean. Oh, God doesn't like me anymore, basically. Yeah. So now she's got a big scar, which is very shameful. Yeah, whatever. She's married already. Okay. Chapter 23. The boys get the keys to Dracula's other houses and they break in. So we have Arthur and Quincy in London and Jonathan and Van Helsing are in Piccadilly. And they're like, oh, let's sanctify these boxes of dirt. But unfortunately, the ninth box that's supposed to be in Piccadilly is missing. So finally, Dracula does something smart. (laughs) And they act like this is a big deal. But they figure out that Dracula left Carfax and he's going to go to Piccadilly. So they wait there for him. So
3: Dracula... (laughs) Um, He shows up, but it's daytime, so he's not as strong. Yeah. They go to his house. They get a a telegram from Mina that says, watch out for D." That's literally what it says. Like, D is coming. I just saw him leave. He's coming to you. They get this. They have, like, I don't know, what, half an hour to sit and think about what they should do. But they wait until literally, like, two minutes before the guy comes in, and they're like, wait a second, what's our plan? And then they don't finish talking about their plan, and then Dracula just comes in. Like, they totally yeah. shot the bed. They didn't do anything right. <laughs> she told them to watch out for D, and they did not. They were like, oh, wait, you stand behind the door. And then, like, that was it. That's all the time they had to play.
0: <laughs> I feel like they need to, like, hire someone.
3: Someone else, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was doing so bad.
3: I like, a wedding coordinator, but... <laughs>
1: the thing is, like, luckily, everybody in this book is really stupid. <laughs> Like, the heroes are dumb, but also the villain is really dumb, so it's fine. Okay, so Dracula, so they're like, ta-da, and then Dracula's like, oh my gosh. So he jumps out of a window to escape, but before he does, he drops loot, like he just like drops a bunch of gold and Van Helsing pauses and like picks up all the gold and puts it in his pockets and he's like, we got to go after
0: it. That's all you hear about the gold?
1: Yeah. What? No. Why did he have that gold? Why did he drop it? What is going on? Which we don't know the answer.
0: Sounds like a video game.
1: It does, right? Yeah. I was just thinking like this actually could be a really good video game because there's so many freaking side quests and like main quests and you could inhabit different characters and stuff.
0: But it's like most of the game you're, you're playing as Van Helsing. Helsing and you're just teaching a class <laughs> yeah. in Holland.
1: You don't switch characters. It's mostly just like like a train simulator. You're going back and forth from Holland. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's why he calls himself a train friend. <laughs> no, he's not the one. Oh, you're right. I, you're right. You're
0: right. It was Fiend. I yeah. Know. And also it wasn't
3: him. <laughs> Thanks, Theo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Theo solved it. So Van Helsing... He decides he's like for basically for no reason he's like I'm going to hypnotize Mina and see if she can like inhabit Dracula's mind and it turns out she can. No, Mina Mina says please hypnotize me. Yeah. I mean there's but what I'm saying is there's no reason that they decided to do that but they do. And she's like, oh, Dracula's on a boat. And they're like, oh my gosh, I wonder where he's going. It's like, duh, you freaking idiots. He's going back to his only other place, but it takes him a while to get there. So Jonathan is worried because he's like, oh my gosh, Mina's going to slowly become a vampire over time.
3: Yeah, because he's bitten her and because she's drank his blood, it's now ordained that if she dies from any cause, she is going to become a vampire after she dies. Yeah. Right.
1: If she dies. So they're like, "Well, <laughs> damn,
3: because he can live forever, so he could literally just hide." And Mina is going to live out her like natural life and eventually die of something, and then there's going to be no way to prevent her becoming a vampire. It's
1: vampire time.
3: Yeah, unless they kill Dracula before she dies. What if they kill her? If they kill her, then she becomes a vampire. <laughs> and then they kill her again. And then they have to kill her again. Yeah. 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 So, I my notes for chapter 24 are
1: very short. So chapter 24, the gang finds out that Dracula has sailed on the boat, the Sarina Catherine, and he's gone back to Varna in Russia, which is where he originally sailed from. And Van Helsing tells Mina, like, hey, relax, chill. Like, don't worry about this. We've got it. You're just a woman. Like, you have a woman brain. We all have man brains. So please, like, don't stress about this at all. But then she's like, no, you can use me to read Dracula's mind or, like, see through his eyes. So you should probably bring me. And then he's like, okay. So, Jackie, do you want to tell Theo the wonderful thing we find out in Chapter 24?
3: (laughs) I would love to. I'm just trying to figure out what you think it is. (laughs) It's about fashion, uh, I think you can tell it because you I don't know.
1: messaged me about it. I did. You messaged me about it. You were like, "Listen to this thing about Dracula's outfit." Oh, okay. Let me find it then. No, I'm going to tell it if it's if it hasn't stuck out in your mind. Someone, they're asking about Dracula and the people on the boat are like, oh my gosh, yeah. We had this tall, thin man and he was like dressed all in black and he was wearing a big straw hat.
3: <laughs> That's what it was, yeah.
0: <laughs> to protect him from the sun?
3: It's his boat outfit. <laughs> like, he's just having a good time, you know? He's getting in the moon. It's
1: more nautical, yeah. So he's like, I go on a boat, I wear a straw hat.
3: Of course. <laughs> yeah, because in this in this telling, like it's not that like the sun hits the vampire and he explodes into dust. It's that... I don't know. He just likes a hat. He's just not as strong and he's kind of sleepy.
1: But yeah, so he wears this gorgeous straw hat, but everything else, he's like dressed like a goth, but he's got kind of like a farmer's hat.
0: on. <laughs> Which like revision pass through the book do you think Bram Stoker added that in?
1: It was there from the beginning. I think he probably got this vision of a man dressed all in black wearing a straw hat. And he's like, I've got to craft a book around that. Yeah. <laughs> it was
3: definitely in the play. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That would be amazing if someone's reading the story to you and they're wearing all black and a straw hat, and then they get to that part. <laughs> and you're and they're like, like oh, oh my God, you're
3: Dracula. <laughs> yeah. What if the play or whatever was just... Who, whoever, like you just read, but you're dressed as the character who's reading at all times. Oh, like I'm Mina, and then I turn into Jonathan, and then I turn <laughs> into Dr. Seward, and then I put on my hat and I'm Dracula. <laughs> That's how you know if you're Dracula.
0: But it's all you're always just taking layers off. So you have like a hundred articles of clothing at the beginning, and you just keep taking them off every time.
3: perfect. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like strip poker, but with Dracula, strip Dracula.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Strip
3: Dracula. Oh,
0: yeah. And the final because everyone knows that the final line is spoken by a naked person
3: Mm -hmm. god bless us
1: everyone (laughs) (laughs) gosh he was not nude that was winter And he's
3: a small child.
0: Quit sexualizing Tiny Tim.
3: I didn't sexualize (laughs) Tiny Tim. Okay. Okay. You can be naked and not be sexual about it. I do it every night. Wow. (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) Let's just cut that out. (laughs) Every night. I didn't know what I was saying. Cut it out.
1: (laughs) Non-sexual nudity. You don't have to cut it out. Who cares? Okay. So chapter 25. So Mina makes the... Everyone in the gang, she makes them all swear to kill her if she vamps out. And of course (laughs) you think like, oh, they're going to have a hard time. But then Quincy immediately is like, yeah, I'll do it. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, you're a great friend.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: And so then as soon as Quincy does it, everyone else is like, oh, fine. Do you think he's like sitting there waiting? And He's like, don't say it too soon. Don't say it too soon. That'll seem weird. He's like <laughs> polishing his gun. Yeah. yeah, polishing his gun. Wait, another half second. Yeah, me, me, me. I'll do it. I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nobody else is going to
1: do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even really need a reason, but OK. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like hammering the stake in at that moment. Oh. Yeah, sure. When you when you die. <laughs>
3: oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll wait for that to happen for. <laughs> he, he did already shoot into the house, <laughs> like, just for no good reason. So.
0: Man, he's a wild card.
3: He really is. He's from Texas. Oh, like you, Theo, now. Texas boy. Be American. Shoot into the
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, also, this is the chapter where um, Van Helsing is like, oh, Miss Mina, or Meta Mina, she has this great brain, and her brain is trained like a man's brain, even though it's a woman's brain, and it has, like, the emotions of a woman's brain. She's the Kwisatz Haderach. She's the reverse Kwisatz (laughs) Haderach. Okay, so everyone gets on the Orient Express, and they ride it to Varna, and she's, like, getting weaker and weaker, and they're hanging out in Varna for, I think, a week-ish for Dracula to show up, but it turns out Dracula... Dracula like skipped Varna and went to a town (laughs) called Galatz instead (laughs) and this is when they're like how are we gonna get to Galatz and Mina is like oh the train leaves tomorrow at whatever time and they're like how do you know that and she goes you forget that I am the train fiend not a
3: the (laughs) she's
1: the train fiend (laughs) so she just knows the timetables of trains (laughs) so uh yeah
0: what so the fiend has nothing to do with her being a vampire
3: no well maybe if you're if you're like a crack fiend it means you really like crack like Whoa. it doesn't mean you're a crack vampire <laughs> I'm just saying like try to pick yeah out that, one the...
0: I'm sure that's how it, people would describe it he just really likes crack <laughs>
1: or, <laughs> he just memorizes a lot of facts about crack <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's the only way he feels useful <laughs> mm-hmm. so okay so Van Helsing thinks that the telepathy might have meant that Dracula was able to learn that they were following him but he's like well Dracula probably thinks that by skipping over varna he escaped us so i'm sure he won't like use the telepathic link to check up on us anymore like he must think that he got away and we're not looking for him it's like why would you why would
3: you think that (laughs) yeah i mean it's like pippin with the palantir Uh uh-oh, now he can see us. (laughs) But they're like, but now he can see us, but he won't see us. (laughs) (laughs) Because he cut off Nina's ability to see him.
1: But he didn't. Mm. At this point, he did not. He definitely didn't. Because she sees some more stuff about him in the next chapter. (laughs) To be
0: honest, like, doesn't it seem like she should leave
3: well so they do they talk about like hey maybe we shouldn't like tell her plans because then she could like tell dracula maybe tell them to dracula but like that would really offend her if we said that so we're just not gonna tell her the plans but we're not gonna tell her that we're not gonna tell her oh my gosh yeah and then any information she gives to us like she might be telling us the wrong information but we don't know
0: yeah this is exactly like that Yu-Gi-Oh episode which one? Um, <laughs> Where yu gi plays Pegasus in the Shadow Realm.
3: Mm-hmm. My
0: Yu-Gi-Oh! fans will know it.
3: Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! episode. And then what?
1: Anything else or that's it?
0: <laughs> Pegasus can read his mind and... So Yugi has to use the the spirit that's living in his body to switch back and forth between his child self and... The, the
1: Egyptian guy?
0: Yeah, the Egyptian guy. <laughs> so he doesn't know what cards he's playing.
3: <laughs> okay. That's pretty good, I guess.
0: <laughs> it was 10.
3: Okay, I know we're getting really close to the end. I just wanted to say that, like... Th- so that reminded me, like, Dracula, we're going really fast. I just want to let you know through this because this takes fucking forever. It's just like, yeah, day 16 boat's not here yet nothing
1: happened yeah, yeah. day
3: 17 who <laughs> was supposed to be here by now day 18 oops it went somewhere else and it got there a long time ago but it's like okay well dracula had to do this he had to do that like he got from this one ship they transferred him to another ship he got this one guy to come get him and then he hired that guy to get another guy to come get him mm-hmm. then he did all this stuff he got the papers whatever he's going up this route you think travel right now is frustrating mm-hmm. Like flying on a plane now is frustrating the guy. Just think about how frustrating that is for just to be in a box the whole time and <laughs> pretend to be dead most of the time. He's got no leg room. Oh, he can't guy. do anything. He's got to rely on just someone following his instructions to move his box around. And if anyone fucks up, he's dead forever. Why did he leave his castle?
1: Yeah, really?
3: He's an idiot.
1: (laughs) This is so frustrating. I get, okay, you can leave your castle, but like, why go over water? Like, just go over land.
0: Yeah, he really had to go to England. Like, he could have explored all of Europe. (laughs) Right.
1: It, this is the arrogance of the English, thinking that everyone
3: wants to go there. <laughs> like, when really, they can't wait to go to any other part of the world and take that. Seriously.
0: From where he was, he could have gone like all over Europe, all over
1: Asia, Africa? even to Africa, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. If any British people are listening,
3: Why would who's going to risk their fucking life to go to well, England? Well, the reason he can't travel over land, he said, is because men get curious and people will check into his box. And I'm like, well, they could do that on the boat too, right? He is so rich. Get some servants that you pay
1: really well who are loyal to you and they will watch out for you, man. My God,
3: that would be such a good comment on capitalism. Like you would literally work for Dracula if he just paid you a living wage and McDonald's won't, (laughs) you know? And some benefits.
1: (laughs) Theo, are you interested?
3: No, he's a real man. He doesn't want any insurance.
1: You would 100% work for Dracula if he was like, hey, just keep an eye on my box. You can... You know, compose the rest of the time. You get a hundred k a year.
3: And the only
0: risk is he might get really hungry and turn me into a vampire. Sign me up.
1: But you could bring him other people.
0: I kind of want to be a vampire. You know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the downsides? He really wants to meet those three ladies. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. They're out of my league right now. I know. But...
3: I honestly thought, God, he has endless time to like learn languages and read. I'm like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Have sex with his wives.
0: I want to go on this one island. Yeah, I want to. Play this on hard mode. <laughs> uh,
1: I guess he has been alive for a while. He's probably bored. So, okay. So, everyone realizes because of Mina's telepathy that Dracula has left Galatz and he is still traveling by water. And they're like, but where
3: could he be going? And it's like, you (laughs) fucking idiots. He's going back to his castle. And they're like, well, there's two rivers. One of them doesn't really go that close to his castle. And the other one goes right by it. Which could it be? Yeah. And Mina (laughs) figures
1: out it's the river that goes close by it. And everyone like Van Helsing is like, oh, my gosh, you're a genius. (laughs) It's because she's got a man brain. (laughs) We're so glad you're here. So they split up. Okay, so we also get a little anti-Semitism from Jonathan, which I don't like. I was waiting for it. Yeah, well, we don't need to talk too much about it. But there's some anti-Semitism which apparently was, like, a trendy thing for Victorian, like, upper-class people to do, was just, like, be anti-Semitic. So my scholar edition is like, yeah, this is probably a sign of Jonathan
3: moving up in the world.
1: God. Mm -hmm. Yikes. (laughs) That's terrible.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why, because I didn't even know that. I just felt like there's got to be a little kernel of anti-Semitism somewhere up there It is. Found it. We found it. Called it. Yep. The other
1: thing is that Dracula, like one of his lackeys that was like transporting his coffin, they find his dead body, which, okay, whatever. Uh, So, okay. So everyone decides to split up. So Mina and Van Helsing travel by train because she's the train fiend. You forget. And Arthur and Jonathan, they hire a steamboat. Wait. And then the doctor, what?
3: I'm so sorry, but I really have a question. Okay. Dracula killed that guy, his helper. He killed Renfield, mm-hmm. but they're not going to become vampires.
0: Because he didn't suck his Because they didn't dry.
3: suck his blood. But Lucy didn't suck his blood. They all have to suck his blood. Maybe she did suck his blood and
1: we were just not there for it.
3: I thought it was just anyone who's killed by the vampire becomes a vampire. Huh?
0: I thought he had to suck their blood.
3: Yeah. It definitely doesn't make sense. Like, there are plot holes. Because he tore this guy's throat out, so he definitely drank some of his blood. And yet this guy's not a vampire.
1: It says that Dracula had to bite them to make them a vampire.
3: He tore his throat out. Not with his teeth. He could have been with his toes. He has really grippy toes. We established that in the first episode.
1: But that's crazy because, I mean, and this is something my Scholar Edition notes is that if all it takes to turn someone into a vampire is Dracula biting them, how come he literally only turned three people into vampires in, like, 600 years?
0: <laughs> he has to suck all their blood out, right? I don't know.
1: They It doesn't get
3: clarified, and it doesn't make sense. So I mean, the let's, the, the children <laughs> they keep kidnapping and eating, they just eat them like they don't become anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so, and then, sorry, back to everyone splitting up. Dr. Seward and Quincy are on horseback. So Van Helsing's idea is let's go to Dracula's castle and we're gonna purify it before Dracula can get back. And then the steamboat boys hear that there's a big boat ahead of them, and they're like, "That's Dracula." So anyway,
0: this is like a bluegrass band or something. <laughs> the steamboat,
1: steamboat boys. <laughs> <laughs> boys. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's what they should be doing instead of hunting vampires. <laughs> they could do <laughs> both. They could. Well, they maybe they could. So their train stops Man running Helsing at some probably point. Probably could. Yeah, he would probably be like, "Sorry, did you forget that I'm a
0: <laughs> a banjo player?" <laughs> a steamboat
1: boy. I <laughs> 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 got my masters in banjo. <laughs> Is like,
3: you forget that I am the steamboat fiend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she's on the train. But the train does stop running eventually. And they, Mina and Van Helsing hire a carriage from the town of Versti, And this is where I'm like, okay, this is actually why she and Jonathan got together in the first place. Which, let me read it to you real quick.
0: Oh, the paprika.
1: <laughs> the paprika gives me such a tummy ache, but I like it. So she's like... On the hunt for Dracula, she's turning into a vampire. And she goes, The country is lovely and most interesting. If only we were under different conditions. How delightful it would be to see it all. If Jonathan and I were driving through it alone, what a pleasure it would be to stop and see people and learn something of their life and to fill our minds and memories with all the color and picturesqueness of the whole wild, beautiful country and the quaint people. But alas.
3: Alas. (laughs) We're doing something totally different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they're both like... Oh, we just love traveling and being like, oh, my gosh, the people are so quaint.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like if you literally go to, like, a complete hellscape of a place that's been, like, torn apart by war and pestilence and famine, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what it would be so nice to be here if just, like, all of this was different. Yeah, <laughs> the, There's another really important thing, just, like, thematically, where um, when at the point a couple chapters ago when she said, look, if I become a vampire, you got to kill me, and Quincy's like, oh, hell yeah. She also says, I really pity Dracula because he isn't this thing. You know, he's also being kept from heaven, just like all the other undead are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys saved Lucy and let her soul go to heaven. Poor Dracula. Yeah. So he's like, I have pity for him. And Jonathan's like, well, I don't. I want him to go to hell right now. Whoa. I mean, it's (laughs) like, but Mina says, Jonathan, that's going to be me. I can't help it that I'm turning, and he couldn't help it either. So your pity has to extend to both of us. So that's very important for Mina's character. Wow, yeah, she's
1: infinitely compassionate,
3: yeah, In beneficent. So,
0: well, when it affects her,
3: but Dracula.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying she didn't. I don't think she had much sympathy for Dracula before she got turned.
3: She didn't know anything about Dracula.
0: That's no excuse.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, you're right, Theo. <laughs> She should have known, and she should have sympathized. Honestly, don't you think, like, once you start to get turned by Dracula, that gives you endless excuses not to be compassionate towards him? You're like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's easy for us to say. That's true. Theo wants to be a vampire. He's not going to agree with anything.
0: <laughs> I do. It's awesome. <laughs>
3: why? What, what? What's... Why? It gives you a child brain. Same reason as I said, where, like, you could just do things forever. Is that why?
0: You can do anything you want all the time when it's night. <laughs>
3: the funniest part of that wasn't your words it was just your earnestness like i could tell you really really meant it (laughs) yeah i could be a bat you could be a mist you could mystify yourself yeah (laughs) you could be doing a woman thing and making a woman do a man thing
0: that's true Oh, that would be awesome. Really sharp fingernail.
1: Okay, a couple notes from this chapter. One, Quincy, when they're talking about, like, hunting the vampire, Quincy's like, by the way, I brought this big giant bag
3: of guns of Winchester rifles. Because <laughs> he's American. And everybody's been like, hey, Quincy, what's that, what's that sack you got that keeps going off at all the metal detectors?
0: Ever heard of the Second Amendment?
3: <laughs> it
1: extends to Romania. But no, so, and they've also been very clear, like, this is how you kill vampires. And then he's like, well, but what about guns?
2: Guns? <laughs> guns, anyone?
1: <laughs> and so then there's another thing where, where Jonathan is like, he's like talking to Van Helsing about his wife. And I think Van Helsing is like, oh my gosh, if this continues, dude, your wife... She might become sensual. And Jonathan's like, no. <laughs> I knew Theo
3: was gonna love that part.
1: <laughs> not a sensual wife. No,
3: I want her to be sensual.
1: It's every straight man's nightmare. <laughs> yeah.
0: Make a sexual, not sensual.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, she's also just getting worse and worse at being hypnotized. Like every time he tries, it la- like it takes longer for her to get hypnotized, and then it lasts less mm-hmm. time, and then her insights are less good. So it's like, uh oh, time's running out. She does say something funny.
1: She says, um, oh, it did me good to see the way that these brave men worked. How can women help loving men when they are so earnest and so true and so brave? And two, it made
3: me think of the wonderful power of money. Yeah. You know, it's just like Bram Stoker, how could you ever deny being gay when she's just like, how can one help but love men? They're great. They're really great. (laughs) They're just so hot.
1: And also bunny. There's a point when Dr. Seward is like, he's talking about Quincy. And he's like, I gave him this look, and I think he caught my meaning.
2: <laughs>
0: and he
1: like doesn't say what the meaning is. <laughs> yeah, steamy. Mm. See me Oh, we need to at the end we need to say which which of the boys we think we are. The boy boy brigade. <laughs> oh, okay. gotta be one of them. Gotta be one. Okay. So chapter twenty-seven, the last chapter. Van Helsing and Mina, they're at the Borgo Pass, which is the pass where Jonathan, in the beginning, where he's like, oh my gosh, there's wolves all over the place, and there's this guy, and who knows if he's Dracula. So they're like going up to the castle, and at this point, he can't hypnotize her anymore, and she has stopped eating. So the first time, he's like, you want some food? And she's like, I already ate. And then the next time, he's like, you want food? And she's
3: like, eh, not hungry. <laughs> yeah, he goes somewhere else. She has already made him food. And it says every time, she, she's sleeping a lot. Sleeping, sleeping, sleeping all day long. So yeah. she's definitely vampirizing. And then he looks at her and it says, while she sleeps, she's becoming healthier and redder than ever. And that is frightening. So he he
1: sprinkles a bunch of crumbled wafer around her one night. Secretly. Because he's like, eh, let's test it out. And he's like, oh, come over here. And then she's like, uh, I can't. And he goes, but
3: why not? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. I just can't. But then he says, okay, well, that's actually good because that means if she can't cross this circle, then neither can any other vampire so we're safe inside the circle and all of a sudden the three vampire brides arrive as soon as he's like
1: phew (laughs) Uh and the vampires are like oh sister come to us join us sister but um van helsing looks at mina's face and he's like oh yes she's grossed out by them perfect so she's not like fully y. and the brides are like hanging out and then he notices the horses have like died because of fear of them So there you go, Jackie. Damn. Well, I'm not happy about that. (laughs) Sounds like you wanted to hear all about it. There you go, Jackie. All the horses died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your favorite thing. I
0: think that's the part in the movie where... uh where he yells,
1: Dracul! <laughs> he loves that.
0: Well, I was like, his name is Dracula. What are you talking about?
1: Why are you calling him Dracul? I know. <laughs> yeah. Just a friendly little nickname between chums.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Dracul. <laughs> so while Mina is sleeping, Van Helsing like walks up the hill and he finds... Th- three tombs first and he's like oh my gosh these are the bride tombs and he looks in and he's like oh there they are they look so hot like you know they're awakening the feelings every man has to have when he sees such a hot woman and the feelings are like wanting to take care of them
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) god Bram Stoker has no idea what it's like to be attracted to a woman like he picks out the most (laughs) obvious things and he's like yeah they got Lips and like boobs and stuff, and (laughs) you just kind of want to be nice to them, yeah. But men, oh my god, let me tell you about men, (laughs) you have to love men, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, so this is pretty funny. It's like Van Helsing, this vampire killer, sees each of these women, and like the first one, he's like, Oh, she is looking looking nice. Oh, Oh, I think I might want to kiss her, and then he's like, Nope, 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 you gotta murder her. (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like um every one that he opens like after the first one that he like almost lost his resolve and and had to kill her um then he's like well i'm not gonna look at any of these other two because i don't know if i'm gonna make it yeah he's really horned up over these things
0: wait so they can just kill them during the day
1: because apparently the female vampires don't have any special dirt
0: (laughs) but what about what about lucy
1: lucy didn't have any dirt either
0: but they didn't kill her during the day, right? They
1: did. You can they No, to, no, they, no th- they did. You can kill Dracula during the day. You just can't have, he just can't have any special dirt to escape to. Okay. But if he said, where is he going to, how is he, I don't know. We, we don't know. We don't know. That doesn't make sense. There must be a reason. That's what we're assuming.
0: I thought they had to like wait in the cemetery all day. The
1: Lucy thing was that he, Van Helsing wanted to like 100% prove that she's a vampire. So her fiance uh, wouldn't be like, why did you just cut off her head? You idiot. Or whatever he would say. Okay. So, okay. Okay, so Van Helsing, okay, he kills them. And then he also like very easily finds Dracula's tomb because it's this giant tomb. And on the front, it says in block letters, Dracula.
0: (laughs) People kept stealing his tomb. (laughs) He had to put his name on it. Yeah,
3: yeah. and he licked it. it. Just people in this book are so stupid that if the word had been like potatoes... I don't think they ever would have found Dracula. <laughs> or, yeah, like, not yeah. Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> not I promise. <laughs> if it had just said Dracula, but it, that's his dad. Let's skip it. We're not going right. in there. <laughs> so he, like,
1: he seals the tomb with wafers, and then he goes to the castle to seal that off with more wafers. Then he goes back, and Van Helsing and Mina, they head off. They're going to meet up with the others, and they see a cart, and it's driven by the Romani dudes from earlier. Like the one special, I think they call them like a special tribe that Dracula has a deal with and they're helping Dracula again. Mina and Van Helsing are like watching from high up and they see the boy crew closing in on the Romani guys. The Steamboat Boys. Steamboat Boys and the Horse Boys. And they've got (laughs) their guns out and like the sun is starting to set and there are wolves around them.
3: Quincy's like, finally this big
1: bag of guns comes in handy. Yes, (laughs) comes in handy. Nice. And so Jonathan and Quincy together are struggling and they get the lid off of Dracula's coffin but Quincy is mortally wounded by a knife from one of the Romani guys and but they still he's still like taking the lid off and then for some reason Mina who's like far away and high up her vision like turns into like binoculars and she's like I could see Dracula's face (laughs) like I could see this other little tiny thing but anyway, it's very
3: strange. And this is all very anticlimactic. It happens really fast after all this building. I know.
1: And you're like, why did you spend five chapters talking about like shipping logistics? Yeah. <laughs> and literally like half a chapter where they're killing Dracula. Well, <laughs> yeah. he
0: did all the research. He didn't want that to go to waste.
1: Yeah, he did. He's a train fiend. So while Jonathan and Quincy are taking the lid off the coffin... Dr. Seward and Arthur, they have their guns and they've like cornered all the Romani guys. They've like cornered them off and kept them away from
3: interfering. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing.
1: So they take the lid off. The sun is still setting. And Mina's like, I saw Dracula's eyes open and he had an expression of hate on his face.
3: And he had triumph. Like he knew he was going to win. And then Jackie, he sees the sun's about to set and he's about to be able to jump up and then... Mr. Morris Quincy plunges his knife into his heart. Jonathan cuts his head off. And then Mr. Morris sinks to the ground and says, I'm so happy that I was able to do this.
1: Then Dracula's body crumples into dust and all of his servant guys ride away. They leave some of them. So some of the guys are on horseback and some are not. And the horseback guys ride off. And the guys who are just standing there are like running after them being like, wait, please come back and
3: put us on your horses. (laughs) But there was, just like with Lucy and just like with the three women, uh, a look of peace on the face right before it crumbled into dust. So Mm -hmm. he's at peace now. And then... Mina comes down to join the men
1: and Quincy's barely hanging on at this point.
3: Barely hanging on and he says, "Yeah, I'm I'm happy to have been of service. Look, it was worth this to die." And then he like points and everything is beautiful and he's looking at it and he's like, "Look, the snow is beautiful and Mina's burn mark of the the wafer on her head is gone and the curse is is gone and then he dies. And then there's, like, a couple more paragraphs where it's just, like, Mina and I had a son and we named him Quincy and everything was fine.
1: Also, the two other guys are married. It's a seven-year-later coda. The other two guys are married. Not to each other. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Although it doesn't say, does it? I guess they could be married to each other. Well, maybe it said that they have wives or something. Do you want me to pull it up to be sure? I'm looking so at So we can it. see if they could maybe be married to each other.
0: The dudes are married and they have a boy they call Quincy. Mm-hmm.
3: It just says Godalming and Seward are both happily married. Oh! <gasps> To each other, we can assume. Okay. So
1: they're married to each other, and Jonathan and <laughs> Mina, they have a son, and apparently they named the boy, like, every single name of everyone in their group, but yeah. they said they call him Quincy. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's like Harry Potter at the end where it's like, and this is Albus Dumbledore's name. That's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> Why do they call him Quincy?
3: Because, because Quincy he's the died. one that died. Okay. So he gets special credit. Do you think Quincy was like, I want that kid to be named after me? Yeah. I need to die.
1: <laughs> and they talk about, so Van Helsing is like hanging out with their son and he's like, oh, it doesn't matter that our only proof is like diary entries that r- we wrote. And there's no like actual evidence because who cares if people don't believe us? Cause we know it's true. And someday we're going to tell your son that his mom is so great that she was able to inspire men to do all this, the end. And I'm like- They were going to do, like, it's not because of her. It's because it was a vampire. Like, they were already in the process of killing Dracula before she started to turn into a vampire.
3: But, like, he's putting it all on her. Wow. But this all happened because of women. (sighs) You know, Renfield sees Mina's face and is like, just kidding. I don't want to do any of this anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's like us. She's not like other girls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even
0: vampire slayers need a muse, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he always so. talks about that, too. Like, oh, Mina, she's so beautiful. And at one point when he can't hypnotize her, he like yells at her and he's like, I command you to speak. I command you. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mina. Like, it just says so much about how much I respect too you pretty to yell at. <laughs> yeah. The fact that I yelled at you and felt bad about it shows me that you're really respectable because i felt bad about it
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i wanted to close out with something a contemporaneous review of dracula if that's okay with you guys Mm
2: -hmm.
0: okay okay did they fire it
1: well some of them did some of them didn't most of them didn't but some of them did this is just a little segment this is someone who did not like the book The people who band themselves together to run the vampire to earth have no real individuality or being. The German man of science is particularly poor and indulges, like a German, in much weak sentiment." (laughs) I'm mm. talking about Dutch Van Helsing. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs>
1: that is not a very fair review when you literally like get the details wrong. <laughs> but he's like, there are a couple little details that are fine.
0: <laughs> Wait, but what was the what was the first complaint? They're not very.
1: They're, none of the gang has individuality or being.
0: And then he points to one and says he's very, he does very German things.
1: Like the German guy. He's a typical German. Yeah.
3: He's a typical German. He's from the Netherlands. He has a Dutch name. <laughs> yeah.
1: But most people were like, oh yeah, this book was great. It was so freaky. Like, don't let kids read it.
3: Yeah. I thought the spookiest part, personally, was when Van Helsing was alone with Mina in the mountains and she was getting creepier and creepier. Yeah,
1: that was pretty good. Like, not only
3: was she saying, like, yeah, I already ate, so we don't have to worry about it. Or, like, she would, he would say, like, I'm really afraid for you, Mina. And he, she would say, why are you afraid for me? Like, I'm the safest one out here. I think— you should be afraid. And I was like, oh,
2: Oof.
1: the lizard part was pretty creepy, too. When Dracula lizard like crawls down the side of the
3: castle and Jonathan's like, why is he doing that? <laughs> I just feel like being stuck with a vampire in the wilderness. Uh, that's scary to me.
0: I get that. And that's cool. <laughs> that should be an entire book.
1: But Theo would like it, though. Like, yeah. He wants that to happen. He, to him. Could, Theo wants I'm, to be yeah, the
0: vampire. Because then I could get vampired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: That would be a great project for the podcast. Theo turns into a vampire. We hunt him down. (laughs) We're all really stupid. (laughs) Oh, something I thought that was really funny about this book is like with Van Helsing's poor English, the fact that he literally has 20 degrees and he's an expert in everything and that he's like not good at English, that just shows you that he's like... I don't need to be good at English. Like, who cares? (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to devote any time at all to improving my English ability. I'll just go get another PhD. (laughs) Jack of all trades,
3: master of none. Mm -hmm. So
0: just to be clear, Dracula's plan was he was just going to wait them out well, Mina became a vampire and did
3: what? Became a servant. Okay.
1: His sexual servant.
3: Oh, is that what his servants do for him? I
1: mean, the brides are like, there's like a sexual component.
3: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't know. There was nothing sexual about them, so it's weird. <laughs> they were so sensual. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is a metaphor for... Deviant sexuality. So it's not maybe a literal sex thing he has with his brides. But the whole thing is about like control and power and deviance. I don't know mm.
1: there's also this thing where, like, at the time, if you were depicting homosexuality, you had to cloak it. like if it was going to get published, there had to be a bad ending for someone who was gay, or it would have to be like a monstrous figure. So he was able to get away with the like seductiveness of Dracula and like the kind of weird draw Jonathan had to him because he's like, but this guy, He's literally a monster. And also, I think he was, um, I believe he did base Dracula kind of on Oscar Wilde, which is rude because they were college friends.
3: Okay, it's definitely a homoerotic novel, but I, I don't even know if I would characterize any of these characters as gay. It seems like they're all just kind of like, they're all sexual all over the place with everyone all the time.
1: <laughs> I don't necessarily think the characters are gay, but I feel like the book obviously is like a gay man who was having a problem with
3: it wrote this book. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like very clearly. (laughs) If only Walt Whitman would have like hung out with him as a kid instead of his mom. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: could have been. Everything would have been solved. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to me how vampires have changed, but not changed. Like they still are a big part of the culture, and I feel like every monster that joins our mythos, there has to be some kind of deep rooted fear. That is associated with the psyche at the time that it becomes popular, right? Like Mm -hmm. zombies have been associated with consumerism, but also just like disease, like pandemic disease kind of situation and Mm -hmm. werewolves have stood in for puberty, but like also all kinds of other things and like Bram Stoker's vampires are very much. It's a fear of homosexuality, a fear of foreigners, like particularly Eastern Europeans. Yeah, a fear of sexuality, a fear of female sexuality in particular. There's like the people that we see prejudice towards are foreigners, Romani Mm -hmm. people, Jews, uh, Slovaks. Like those are the groups that you see, you know, little tinges of. I don't know, hatred for. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I was going to say, I feel like some of, and we've said this about a different uh, novel too, which now I'm forgetting precisely which one. I'll remember it later. But it seems like there are some of them where the author is conscious of the fact that he's making them mm-hmm. the minority, the oppressed ones and the Eastern Europeans. It's pretty clear that like, that's not an unconscious part, choice on his part. But then like the anti-Semitism is like, I don't think that he was making that as a statement. I feel like he just is anti Semitic, you know?
1: Yeah. There's yeah. like there's like a some interesting, you know, colonialist themes in the book as well and at the time, you know, there's this, like, oh, yeah, foreigners, like, Eastern European immigrants, they want to come here and they want to, like, suck the blood of our young ladies.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's just... Uh, <laughs> there's all this talk about, like, Slovaks and how they're, like, not trustworthy and they're starting all kinds of problems. There's a lot of political... You got
1: to carry your knife and gun. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's,
1: it's, uh, it's interesting. It's very much... this. It's interesting to me the stuff that we have kept associated with vampires and the stuff that we have dropped away, you know?
3: Well, and Bram Stoker didn't come up with this stuff. Like, he just synthesized it from different myth sources.
1: Right. He he combined it. I mean, some of it he did come up with. Like, I don't think all of this is normal vampire stuff probably not every little bit but he definitely is the one who made vampires like hot and sexy they were kind of just like (laughs) freakish monsters before this (laughs) which tells you a lot about him (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh wait we gotta tally up the points and then you tell me what you think okay
3: and then we gotta decide which steamboat boy we are
1: yeah okay so jackie thought van helsing would die so she loses a point
3: Mm -hmm.
1: okay jackie's at negative one Jackie thought Mina or Jonathan would die, so she loses one point mm-hmm. or two? One.
0: One? Uh, probably two. Got
1: Theo. <laughs> okay, we'll say negative two for Jackie. <laughs> negative two. No, okay. Jackie thought Renfield would die, which is a plus one for Jackie, so Jackie's at negative one now. And
3: Theo's at negative okay. one because Jackie-
1: Nobody thought, thought Quincy would- Wait, Theo thought Renfield would live, yeah. I know, but he said
3: that you only lose a point if you think that they're going to die and they don't.
0: It's about optimism.
3: (laughs) No, Theo has negative one and I have negative one. Move on. Okay, okay.
0: Wait. I should have lots of positives
1: by now, right?
3: For being right, yeah. About people not dying, yeah. Oh, wait, so we give a
1: positive? Okay, okay.
0: And we're just gonna go okay. if we okay, do okay. Po- negative for when we get it wrong, positive for when it's just gonna like double the span between us. But it's not gonna. <laughs> okay,
1: here we go. So Van Helsing, Jackie, negative one, Theo, plus one. Yeah. Me, no, I changed my mind. Or mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> Theo, plus three, Jackie, negative two. Okay, Renfield, <laughs> Jackie, negative one, Theo, plus two. Quincy both of you lose a point so Theo's at plus one Jackie's at negative two Seward you both gain a point Arthur you both gain a point so Theo has three Jackie has zero (laughs) Dracula died so you both gain a point so Jackie has one Theo has four and then the brides all die together so Jackie, Jackie gains gets three points. So Jackie points. has two points. Three points. Jackie has four. And Theo has three. Jackie has four. No. The brides. No way. You, but you didn't say each bride individually. We said the brides as a collective. <laughs> they're three different people. So I but they're collective. We literally never see them apart from each other. Wow.
3: And they don't pass the Bechtel test, do they? Yes, actually they do.
1: Theo, you get to pick who wins, you or Jackie.
3: <laughs> um
0: Well, I also guessed that. Dracula's lackey would get killed.
1: Who um, is that? I just didn't
0: mention it before.
1: You just didn't mention it. <laughs> yeah. Renfield.
0: No, the guy who he killed, who they found. Oh,
3: the guy that that you didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. The guy I that hadn't it. been mentioned before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of assumed.
3: Theo did say he would he would amend his guesses at the end of this episode, so that's only fair. No,
0: no. Tied.
3: I'll be fair. No, I think I'll let Theo win I'll because let
0: Jackie win. I just know
3: that like so I, we have to I have can mercy. I handle
0: losing. I'm I'm okay with it. It's just I'm worried about Jackie.
3: Unlike Jackie. <laughs> yeah. But I have the brain of a man and the beneficence of a woman.
1: <laughs> You're like the best of both worlds, Jackie.
3: Yeah. All right. Jackie can win. Yeah, sure.
1: So let's talk about it. Who's Quincy? Who's Seward? Who's Jonathan?
3: Um, I'm sorry, but I'm Seward. Who's
1: Arthur? I forgot about Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's Arthur. I don't
0: know. They don't. None of them meant anything to me.
1: None of them. Did you feel like they were? They lacked being?
0: I, I did. I really did, except for the German. Oh, no, especially the German. Um, but the, really, the only character I related to is the wolf that jumped through the window.
3: <laughs> what? Are you serious? Because he was mind-controlled, and then he didn't have any effect? I
0: just thought it was awesome.
3: It is awesome. <laughs> but why don't you uh, identify with, I don't know... Who are you supposed to identify with?
0: I'm. I'm the captain that you're the captain. Saved now? Everyone from Dracula.
3: The one no, that you literally died d- and Dracula delivered Dracula you. to England. <laughs> England. Yeah. What about Redfield? Are you Redfield? You do want to be a vampire. Have you ever eaten a bug on purpose?
1: No, but
0: my brother has, so I can be Renfield.
3: <laughs> Your brother ate a bug on purpose.
0: I think I remember him eating an ant and tasted like some. Can't remember what he said.
3: Mm. Let's let's ask him. Let's get Seth on the pod and ask him. <laughs> Didn't you say ants are like a really good source of protein or something? One time, <laughs> they yeah. are. And his one ant—that's all he needed. You don't ever need another one.
1: <laughs> He's got <laughs> enough protein to last the rest of his life. It's all the life force, but not the soul. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'll be Renfield. Okay. Because sometimes I get a little uncomfortable in my bed, too. Wake up a little sore.
3: (laughs) I think I'm Lucy. I think I feel like Lucy.
0: Mm. Mm, Which Lucy? Super hot vampire Lucy or normal hot human
3: Lucy? I think kind of both of them. I wouldn't throw a kid, but I would put the kid down if you made me hold it. And um, <laughs> I think you should be able to marry as many guys who want to marry you as they want to. Oh wait, are we firing it real quick? Are we firing oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, no, I love this book. You, anyway, I think you should read it.
1: I think you would really like it. I think it's not that good, but let's keep it in the let's keep it in the canon. But I don't think it's
3: very good. What? I think it's so good.
0: <laughs> I'm firing it.
3: Oh my
1: god.
0: <laughs> Bad story structure. Uh,
3: I'm going to make some posts with my favorite prose. We didn't even talk about it. It was written so stupidly. It was so funny <laughs> and so beautiful in parts. <laughs> okay, but the parts where it was
1: funny and beautiful were like too spread out. <laughs> he should have abridged this bad boy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, it was really, really should have been abridged. Yeah. Honestly, if he had cut it in half, I would have been like, this is a great book. But he did not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's too many shipping logistics issues.
1: And it just goes back and forth. And it's like, shut up. Like, I do not want Seward to tell me
3: that nothing happened. (laughs) Can you imagine? Okay, last thing. You know who could never be a vampire and do all this? Steven. Because he cannot handle travel. He should be so stressed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If even fucking Dracula can handle doing this the way he did it and Steven can't handle Heathrow Airport. He's, come on. There's no way.
0: No, Steven would survive. Dracula died because he traveled.
1: No, <laughs> oh, because Stephen wouldn't have traveled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not traveling. <laughs> he likes being
3: places. He doesn't like
1: traveling. Theo, you've got to use the cannon sound effect that we've always wanted. <laughs> I didn't want to fire it. Ah, too bad. You got outvoted. Yeah, that's true. I did. Okay. If it was abridged, I would keep it in. It's not. So, sorry, vampires. They're out.
0: <laughs> no more vampires.
1: There's a vacuum for Twilight to fill now.
0: Wow, what a great episode! Um, we learned about Dracula. Can I, okay? Can I just say really quickly <laughs> that if I were making a parody version of this, instead of like having uh, Van Helsing just lay out all the rules in that one bit of dialogue, I would have it be like he's just having to constantly update his list of rules, like crossing things yeah. off. What, like, what? puff of smoke? Okay, I guess
3: that would be like, really funny. Like like a like a word document that just has tons of edits. Okay, resolved. <laughs> Change this, respond to that. All right, well, I thought he could be a puff of smoke, but now he's only missed. And comment like, are you sure?
0: (laughs) So if you guys want to keep in touch with us on social media, you can find it all at at Instagram. No. (laughs) We are at Instagram. (laughs) Okay. No, no. Uh, At Fire the Cannon Pod, and you can just type that in. Your search bar on Instagram, TikTok. Well, YouTube, you just look up Fire the Cannon. Oh my we god. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. I <laughs> forgot
3: about
1: YouTube. <laughs> Don't worry about it, YouTube.
0: <laughs> Instagram, TikTok. Uh, our email is firethecannonpod at gmail.com. Our website is firethecannonpod.com. We have a Facebook group. We want to suck your blood. Of course,
2: <laughs> Twitter is
0: a good one. You, and you can metaphorically uh, suck our blood from our breast. Mm. okay what and become our servants Jackie that's all I'm
1: saying
3: oh Mm -hmm. thank you our unholy undead servants I was afraid it was going to be weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) unholy undead unservants yeah bye
0: bye everyone we love you
1: we love you we We love you
3: (laughs) we hope we see your sweet faces okay